0: Connecting the dots. Connecting his guests to the world. Creating more connections. Welcome to The Connection with your host, Jay Morales, podcasting from the Parkville Studios.
1: Thanks for joining me on The Connection with Jay Morales today. As you know, the mission of this show is to connect you with people and show them how they're connected to the community, to business to their families, and you know, at the end of the day, we're all connected to something. Mm-hmm. And today, I have Christy Anderson on my show. Christy, thank you for joining me you
0: today. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: In your busy schedule. Yes. And its I hate even using the word busy, but you have quite the story, right? So let's start back when you were first in Omaha. Right. You started out on radio and TV, correct? In the media, was that, am I correct?
0: That's right. So television broadcasting was my life for about 15 years. Wow. Um, not just here in Omaha, but all over the country. So when I was a young kid coming out of high school I had a drama teacher that told me this is what you're going to do. That's awesome. So you have teachers who see something in you not that you don't necessarily see in yourself which is amazing and that's why teachers are so important and so I went to college in Lincoln and went to J school and um, wonderful school and then did broadcasting for gosh 15 years all over the country but also locally here in Omaha.
1: So before your drama teacher said to you you're going to be a a broadcaster or you're going Mm -hmm. to do this, what were your, what was your thoughts before what, you know, as a little kid, what did you think you wanted to do?
0: Well, I was always that kid. Uh, I was always that performer, right? Yes. So I have two sisters. I'm the middle of three girls, and uh, we have videos of uh, when people would come over and visit. Um, I would want to put on a show for them, of course, and so my of sisters would join in. And my mother has videos of us as little girls, and I'd be in the middle of singing, and then I'd be pushing my sisters off the coffee table <laughs> and out of the way. So I think from a very early age, it was it was seen that. Uh, Christy wanted to be, I guess, the center of attention. I guess that could be a negative or a positive thing, but it's interesting to see how my career path went. And, you know, when I was in high school and, and, and it, that teacher came to me, she said, well, what are you going to study in college? And I said, I don't know, psychology? And she said, right. no, you're going to do broadcasting, and this is why. And so I, I, I trusted her, and, um, and so I just took her advice, and, and there we went.
1: I mean, a lot of hours go into that. I, I think sometimes when we see people on TV that they all of a sudden got there. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the journey. Did you ever want to quit or at least look back and say, oh, maybe this is not for me while you were doing your schooling or some of your training up until your first time on TV?
0: It is absolutely not for everyone. And and in that field, and the field has changed a whole lot, um, actually, since I was in it and started in it a long time ago. Um, but but yes, absolutely. It is. It's a tough field. It's it's a low paying field. People yes. don't realize that. Um, they think, oh, you're on television, so you must make all this money. That's and, what I thought too. And not at all. In fact, my first job. Um, out of college was 18,000 bucks a year. So, oh my gosh. um, you know, kids that I worked with were stealing the toilet paper in the station bathroom because <laughs> they couldn't afford it. Wow. Yeah, so you don't make a lot, but I but I love journalism and I love storytelling and I love just meeting new people every day. But of course, some of the situations that you get in and some of the things that you cover are not easy situations, and so it's not for everyone. But I really did have a passion for it. Um, And I thought that would be all I would do uh, my entire career. But, of course, life changes and we go through different changes in our life. And then you end up on another path, which is kind of what has led me to today.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about that $18,000 year first. (laughs) My dad
0: was not happy, by the way. Oh,
1: I'm sure. I mean, you know, let's talk about it's not a nine to five. Not at all. And So. so do you think that is when you started this work ethic of yours, because I know I've known you for years now Mm -hmm. and you've got an incredible work ethic. Can you kind of tell me what some of the things that built your passion to what you do, like from broadcasting? It wasn't nine to five.
0: No, no. In fact, my first job uh, was 1 a.m. to 10 a.m. I was producing a morning show. Yes. And so I would go to work when people were coming home from the bars. Yeah, Yeah, it was not exactly a safe situation. So 1 a.m. to 10 a.m. was my first shift. And then throughout those 15 years, I worked every shift you could think of from um, a night shift to, so you come in at two and you leave at 11 PM or um, towards the end of my career when I was here at channel seven and did uh, mostly, I anchored a couple nights a week and then I did seven can help with my franchise. And that was the best schedule actually that I ever had. And that was more nine to five.
1: That's still, I mean, and when you're off TV There's still a lot of off screen. There's still a lot of work there. Mm -hmm. How did you deal with the publicity part of it? Like your life was public, right? I mean, I'm sure people were looking in your shopping cart. What is Christy Anderson buying? (laughs) Can you kind of share any stories that maybe like you didn't have a private life or did you?
0: Um, I think part of the time it was fine, and um, but I did go through a couple of situations that really sort of put that into focus. Yeah. Um, when I worked in another state, I, I had a stocking issue with someone that I okay. ended up putting in prison. So oh my uh, when you're in the public eye, you yes. do um, take on some things that you shouldn't have to, but you're in those situations. And so people see you and, and maybe they see you and they watch you and they think that they know you. And, and that's not that can be an unsafe situation sometimes. I mean, that was a very rare instance. However, there are many young women in television news that have had some similar instances where maybe they get some letters from prison or they do those types of things. Um, mine just was escalated.
1: And I didn't even think about that. So, you know, Being in the public eye, you have more eyes on you than average than the average person. Mm -hmm. And then you get more attention. And sometimes the attention, like you said, is good. Mm -hmm. But it's also where you are vulnerable to the public.
0: You are. And, you know, and people are mean, Jay. I mean, they really can be. um, I can remember getting emails and phone calls about just my hair being out of place or my outfits or that type of thing. And I thought... Are you not even listening to my journalism or my reporting or the story that I'm telling or the issue that I'm covering? Um, Sometimes it's because it's a visual medium, right? You know, we we have a society, and I think unfortunately for girls and for women, it's it's harder um, because we. um, It's great that we can go out and we can uh, be career people, but we're still held to a certain standard sometimes in regards to our looks and and that type of thing
1: absolutely and i think you know aesthetics does play because my face was made for radio that's why we're listening to this podcast (laughs) right now so i'm safe but i do want to address that and that was one of my questions right i want to connect our listener to you right now i i want to talk about the female out there who's under scrutiny who's sometimes has a double standard right Mm -hmm. because especially in the profession of journalism or or sports broadcasters even now. What do you think the challenge is that hasn't changed for a female journalist from when you started to now? What are they still facing?
0: The same thing. I, I think that it's people will call them on it more now than they ever used to I think before, when I first started, maybe women would get those types of comments, or those things would happen to them, and it would be a little more, um, you know, suck it up, buttercup, or brush it under the rug kind of stuff. Right. Uh, We are in a place now, though, I think, where women um, feel that they are more empowered with their voice. Yes. And so, with social media and different outlets like that, you will see more women... um, you know, speak about it and be honest about it. I mean, this isn't a situation where I really have don't never told many people about that because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. I chose that profession, and right. some of the, those are some of the things that go with it. But right. I, so I do think we've we've gotten a little bit better in being honest about that and really not tolerating it. You know, for years I think women would tolerate that type of behavior. Um, maybe they thought that. They deserved it or it was expected. Or, just
1: happen, or it just happened. Or just hey, happened. Christy, this is going to happen. Don't, don't, just ignore it. Right. Where today, I'm glad today that you're helping educate people on it is not acceptable and it's not just something that's going right. to happen, you know. And I, I think I'm glad that I'm speaking to a powerful business entrepreneur and I don't even look at you as a powerful business female entrepreneur. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I look at you as just. Someone who's accomplished and but there unfortunately, in this country or in this media space, it's still happening.. Yeah. Can I shift gears here sure. now to where has television brought you and brought your career and your businesses? What has it morphed into now?
0: Sure. you know, um, I started in TV, but those relationships and those experiences have opened some other doors for me. I am so blessed. You know what I mean. I am so blessed. I've had such a wonderful career, and I have met some amazing people. I've met, you know, I've gotten to cover everything from presidential campaigns to Hurricane Katrina. Right. Absolutely. So so when I decided to leave news, and I decided that because of family, so it was when I had my son, who's now twelve. Yes. um, I was working at a television station uh, in Michigan, and when he was a baby things just kind of change and instead of moving to that next market and really having a terrible schedule we decided to come back to omaha and so i left that for family reasons stayed in news for a little bit but then decided you know for family reasons maybe it was best for me to look at something else and i didn't really know what i wanted to do but the opportunity that came first um I was the press secretary for Senator Mike Johans. I remember that. So Mike Johans was a two-term governor here in the state of Nebraska, yes. a wonderful human being, and I had an opportunity that came to me to help him for a while and while he was still in the United States Senate. So I did that, and then and that came through relationships I had through the media, and then from there— Relationships I had turned into a job as the communications director for Mecca CenturyLink Center. I Century Lincoln, Yes, TD that America had Trade to be Park. fun. That was fun. I it saw was. the fun that
1: you had, but it's a lot of work still too.
0: It is. So it's still a lot of hours. You're working a lot of events. Um, but I tell you what, um, I love that. I love being around people, and I just love meeting new people all the time. So. My jobs have afforded me that, and and still what I do today, so I do uh, public relations and communications consulting for a number of people and a number of clients, but I also do commercial real estate, and commercial real estate is something where I get to meet um, and help different types of clients every single day. Uh, with those needs. So I'm still working amongst people, and and, and I need to. That's sort of what feeds my soul.
1: And I see that's where you thrive. And again, um, the show The Connection. You're a connector. You're a connector of people. It doesn't matter. I don't think the product is important. What's important is the people who you connect to, the services and products you provide. Right. And that is your brand, and that has got you to where you're at. So can you kind of tell me about the challenge of of, or why you still, uh, you know, why you love PR mm-hmm. is is it there's someone listening right now says I want to do that too what's your right. advice for them
0: you know it's different and there's so many different kinds of public relations and community relations but i would say that now more than ever companies need someone in their corner that understands and knows that because You know, social media is such where you really have to make sure that you're out using those tools to be in front of your clients and and that you're providing a message and telling people what you do and and what service you have. But at the same time, you have to be so careful about what you say on those platforms as well. So I think people in PR are are really important right now. Yes. Um, I do a lot of different kinds of public relations. And so uh, but one of the ones I love the most is is event public relations and so you know just last week I was um, working on behalf of a client for and uh, we had Jeff Foxworthy in, That's in their awesome. store I saw you on Facebook yeah. and that
1: had to be somebody that you wanted to meet
0: totally and he was as nice in person as you would think he would be and and hilarious right? was he
1: gracious like was he truly as absolutely as, as down to earth as people say he is he
0: absolutely was and more you know and so so those are the types that I love, and everybody says, "Oh, that's so fun!" But it, but it is work too. And yes. um, and every celebrity or every person like that that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing or doing work for or with, um, everybody has a different personality, and every job is different. But I sort of thrive on that as well. No,
1: absolutely. Now let's talk about the business world real quick. There's needs, like you said, for you know for. Um, bad PR, right, mm-hmm. that has to be fixed or cleaned up or portrayed a certain way. How much demand is in the market for corporations like that right now?
0: I think it's huge. And and I think there's a lot of companies out there that probably don't really think that they need that service. Um, but if they were to really think hard about it, they might think they would. Um, there's examples every single day in the media and on Twitter or what have you of, a single communications piece whether it's from the CEO or just one of the employees that can truly bring an entire company down with the words of one person in right. that type of platform. Right. So you need to have one you need to be mindful of that you need to be making sure that you have wonderful external communications for your company and telling people about what you do but you but internal communications within your staff and your culture and making sure that the people that work for you um, are ambassadors and positive ambassadors of your brand. So important. Um, And so I, I feel uh, absolutely that there's a huge need for that.
1: What, what I hear from you is communications are so important in business and relationships and professional relationships. I think we take that for granted as a society. We just take for granted. Everyone knows, Mm -hmm. They know. Or, you know, how does this look? And I think you are a great storyteller. I think you know how to position the story correctly for a good outcome. Because so many things are swept under the rug and, and not, you know, really brought forthright to light. And that's bad PR. And when people say to me, Mm -hmm. oh, any PR is good PR. I don't believe that. No.
0: No. And it's not about, you know, PR people sometimes get uh, a reputation for just spinning bad news and covering things up. But it's really not that way at all. And in fact, the way I operate is, you know, if I have a client who has done something that and they messed up, The first thing I might tell them is, you need to apologize. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's about being authentic. It's about living your brand. It's about being authentic. And it's about telling that story. And if you have a wonderful company and a wonderful story, why shouldn't you tell people about it?
1: Authenticity is so expensive Mm -hmm. today, right? But it's so valuable, which means if you're authentic... You need somebody to help you get that authenticity out there. It's not much more than an email or a uh, uh, a press release or whether it's a a series of sequences that carry that brand out. And I think people think that they can just do that for free. Right. They need a professional like you.
0: I think so. If they want to do it correctly and, and reach... And get the biggest bang for their buck, so to speak.
1: Absolutely. And you're their coach. You coach them through the entire process. So I appreciate you sharing that part about your business. Now, I want to talk to you about as a mom, Mm -hmm. as a wife, as a friend, as someone in the community. And um, I want to know, like, there are people now who have said to me, you know, I'm a mom, but I'm so busy and I feel guilty and Mm -hmm. I feel the pressures and... Can you address that a little mm-hmm. bit? Is it okay to have a career? I think it is, but mm-hmm. I want to hear your take on being a mom, a wife, a daughter, and a professional career person or a business owner. Talk about that.
0: It is. A, it is a lot of pressure, and I think there are a lot of women who feel that they have to be um, the best at all of those pla- in all of those places. And yeah. so, if they do work. Um, then they do feel guilty because maybe they're not home as much or if they're home all the time and they're a stay-at-home mom, which is the most important thing that you can do. I believe that. Then they are made to feel guilty because they don't have an outside career or a job outside of the home where they're not financially contributing to their family. Right. And so I think women, it's wonderful that we have an opportunity now today to be all things we want to be. Yes. But the... But it's still there that we must be everything to everyone. Right. And so I, I feel now more than ever, a lot of women have um, more pressure, maybe um, potentially, than they may have in the past. And, and I think what the only way to change that is for women just to be real. Yes. And to be um, honest about that. Yes. That, yes, I'm a wife.
1: Right. I'm a mother.
0: Yes. I'm I have a couple of businesses. Yes. But nothing is perfect. No. I am not perfect and no. and I think social media unfortunately and where we're at today, you know, we all feel with Instagram or whatever that we want to portray this perfect person, but I'm not sure that 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 exists. In fact, I know it doesn't. And, and I don't even love the word balance because I'm not sure that that exists either. That's
1: an illusion. You have to prioritize, not balance, because there's no scale that says, let's measure Christy from a zero to 10 on being a mother. I don't think that should exist. We all have our own faults and strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Where my house is messy today, right now and it's okay. I don't want my wife or anyone else to be judged and say, "Well, the house is messy. How can you get it like that?" Well, today's what? Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. like, sorry. It's just going to be that way. The laundry's piling up. Well, you're not the only one with arms in the house, right? Right. Right. We're not in 1950 anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not about mad men. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's connect this all together. So your your journey through the media of of being a, a journalist, going to PR, commercial real estate. What's next for you?
0: <laughs> That's the million dollar question. Right, right. Um, I don't know. You know what I've tried to do as I get older is um, get out of my own way a little bit better. Sure. And just sort of open up myself to opportunities, and so uh, not try to pigeonhole myself into what I think I'm supposed to do next, or what other people may think I should do next. I am am just opening myself up to what the universe says I should do next, and so I'm trying. It's hard. It's a daily struggle, but um, I'm just excited about what what the next chapter holds.
1: So, in our final minute here, I wanna I'm going to ask every guest of mine to give a little bit of um, advice, mm-hmm. and the advice that I'd like to ask you is: um, people have to say no. People who are busy and and and. Prioritizing and balancing things like yourself have to say no. What would you say to the person who wants to be all things and everything?
0: I am that person, and so it's a it's a good question, Jay, because I still um, struggle with saying no because I want to help and I and I do want to be of assistance to people. It's just part of my human nature. Yeah. Um. But I am learning as I get older and with all of my other responsibilities that. You cannot be all things to all people, and so you have to prioritize. And so if you have to just tell yourself, okay, well, if this takes me away from my kids or whatever you feel is your priority in life, is it worth it, um, and what do you get from that? And so asking yourself those types of questions before you just have that immediate reaction to say yes to everything uh, I think is important. And listen, I'm trying to practice that myself, so I am not perfect at that. Neither am I. At all.
1: Trust me on that. Yeah. Well, Christy, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being on The Connection, and I really do appreciate you.
0: Well, thanks for having me. So much fun.
1: All right, join us on The Connection weekly as we make a podcast with interesting people like Christy and find out their connection, right, to their why, their connection to the community, to the connection to their family, to their business, and whatever may connect them. So... Connector Nation, thank you so much for listening.
0: A Parkville Media Production.